Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 56 of Sorry We're Closed. And this might be one of the most excited episodes I've ever, excited, excited times I've ever been a part of it, this, this podcast. Um, as you guys may or may not know, I do love to play Fortnite. I block out about two hours daily to play. Uh, I just suck. Uh, so I have my first ever professional gamer on the stream, on the show here today. Welcome, Alan. Alan Owens. It, it, Alan, what's your actual last name? Is it Owens? That'd be amazing. Nah, no, no, it's not. That, that would be sick. That would be, <laughs> be sick. It's actually, actually, I have a Russian last name. It's Polyakov. Polyakov. Okay. Well, welcome, Alan Polyakov, uh, to the to the to the show, man. I am. I know I've been following you on TikTok. I've been following you for TikTok for a little while now, um, and I, I I love your freaking skits. Uh, I love doing the, the skits. <laughs> they're 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 hilarious when you pretend to be a little kid. Uh, and, and now you're, you're a Fortnite guy, which I absolutely adore that game. I, I mean, I love the game too. It's crazy. Cause it's like, I actually took a massive break from video games when I went to college in uh, 2011 and I didn't really get back into video games till around like 2017. Cause I did all of college. Uh, you know, I worked and then I was like, you know, I want to get back into video games and it just happened to be right when Fortnite came out. And my, it was funny is my little cousins had come over around, you know, like the Hanukkah Christmas time. And they were like, Hey, you got to try out this game. It's like a, it's like a cartoon version of call of duty. And when, <laughs> when they sold it to me like that, I was like, eh, you know, that kind of sounds a little like not up my alley, but literally from the first game I played, I was hooked. Yeah. And I know, I know you were probably in the same boat. It's just like, there was something about that like battle royale, that hundred people in the lobby that like, you got to find this, you got to find weapons, you got to, you got to like uh, get materials. And it's just like, it was insane how like it, it just, it changed in my opinion, the landscape of gaming where it's like, now this is what I want to play. Like, it's only like, I need something like this, this fast paced shooter, but it's like a survival where it's like all on me or my team. And it's like, it's, it's different. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I remember when I first started doing social media and stuff like that, when I realized that my career was going down the shitter in 2017 in baseball, I was like, ah, I mean, I, I built some of the, the, somewhat of a following here on Instagram and on Twitter and things like that. So I started just started doing some more stuff here and there. And I, I, I what year did Fortnite come out and start getting popular? It came out, I want to say it was July 2017. So that makes sense. So I was with the Pirates. And I remember doing stuff on social. I remember doing a lot of stuff with big baseball accounts and, and helping kids and stuff like that, get better at baseball, get some tips, stuff like that. And my DMs would blow up about, dude, you got to try Fortnite. You got to try Fortnite. You got, and I was like, what the hell is this Fortnite game? Like, I don't understand what's going on, like whatever. And then I got traded to the Mariners and people kept doing it. People kept DMing, kept blowing me up. And then some guy, I forget who it was, was a catcher, got traded to the Mariners and we were playing and he brought in his, his PC to the clubhouse and started playing. And I was like, oh, this is that game everyone's talking about. It's the first video game that I can remember that's kind of free, except for stuff on your phone. And all, I was like, all right, well, give it a shot. And then I got released by the Mariners the following year and I went home. My brother was playing it, who's my brother's 33, playing it in our living room. And I was like, let me give this thing a shot. Literally have not stopped playing ever since. It is unbelievable game. It's it's funny because it's like, I remember 
around the end of 2017, early 2018, I had a business at the time. I, I had a private finance company and I would literally just, yeah. So I would come home and I would just start, I would play. And I remember seeing like, a, there was like a new segment and it was like, they were trying to sue Epic Games because they were like, how did you develop such an addicting game? Like this shouldn't be allowed. Like this should be illegal to have such an addicting game. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, man, like, they're kind of not wrong. They're kind of <laughs> not wrong. Like once you start playing that game, it's just like, you know, the bright colors, the, it just like how easy it is to pick the game up. Like I feel when the game first, obviously it's the games come such a long way. But when the game first came out, my, my dad was able to play a few rounds of me and like he, he wasn't, it wasn't that bad to carry him. Really? You know? Yeah. Like it wasn't that bad to carry him at the time. Like, if you had any, if you were able to, because I played on Xbox at first. And uh, if you could just play on a controller and you knew how to use a controller, you could actually like play the game. Like yeah. at that point, it was so new and so fresh. And it's like, I thought to myself, and my dad was even like, man, like I kind of want to play some more too. And I was like, I would always think back to that one time where like these parents were like, we need to sue this company. They made the most addicting game in the world. And here we are today where it's like, we're still playing this game four years later. It's, it's, it's insane. And it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned how addicting the game is because I have a group chat with, you know, four of my buddies. So it's my brother, me, and these other two guys, uh, we, his, they're, they go off their Fortnite names. One's uh Murph man. The other one's Opie. And um, so we're, we play, we go to playgrounds. We suck so bad. And me and my brother got to a level in the skill-based matchmaking that gets to a point where now these people are just so far better than us. We just, they like box us in when we're yeah. building. You know, I'm not that bad of a builder. Like I'm not horrible. And these guys are just way above, but the guy, the OP who is a salesman for Budweiser say texted the group chat the other day. He goes, I understand why, how people are feel when they are addicted to crack now, because I can't, like, I literally, I'm just trying to sell Budweiser. Over here. I, I literally cannot wait to go home and play Fortnite. Like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. And it, but it's, it is, it's true. It's, it's extremely, extremely addicting. Uh, to play this game and I suck I lose all the time but I keep coming back I don't understand yeah, it it's so crazy but the funny thing is like how you mentioned like skill-based matchmaking it's like that's the one thing that I feel like it, it doesn't hold the game back because you know I, I do understand why you have skill-based matchmaking games and stuff like that like a big reason why I don't play Call of Duty anymore is skill-based matchmaking like I'll be honest like I hadn't played Warzone for about four months and uh, two weekends ago, I hopped on. I played with some few fr a few friends, and uh, I was like, "Why am I? Why do I have to try so hard just to like, you know, like I have to like use like advanced movement? Like I can't like just like run and gun like I used to when the game yeah. first came out. And uh, you can actually look up your where you get placed in skill based matchmaking on online. And I'm getting put in the top one percent lobbies in the world. And I'm like, I haven't played this game in four months. Jeez. And you're putting me in the top of 1%. And I tweeted about it the other day. And I was like, this is just, it doesn't make any sense how you're putting me. And I, I look, I, I was like, let me look at who in the lobby. And I had one of the top streamers in the world in my game. And I'm just like, how does this, how does this make any sense? You yeah. know? And then I think about like someone like me, like, you know, I'll put in several hours a day into the game where you'll have someone that, you know, they might be naturally good at video games, but they'll play maybe one, two hours a day. There's no reason they should be in my lobby. Yeah. They shouldn't, especially in Fortnite. It's like, they don't, you need, it takes so long to develop certain skills. You know, you have to spend certain hours in creative to build a certain way, to edit a certain way, to know 
most more than likely this guy's going to look this way when I do this. Or when I do this, he's going to react this way. And you learn that from experience, you know, playing one, one hour a day, you're going to get what, two, three, four, maybe games in yeah. like, and it, it's, it's so fascinating, like how far it's gotten, especially from the first world cup. Like I, I went to go watch the first world cup and it was like, I remember just the crowds that were there and the majority of the people were there. And I talked to so many of the parents that were there and I talked to so many of like the content creators and I was like, it's so insane to see where the game was in the summer of 2019 to now, not only skill level wise, but just like notoriety. Like everyone at this point has either played the game or knows the game at yeah. this point. Like at that point, everyone was talking about it. Everyone's like, oh, who's this guy? Now, if you say the name Ninja, everyone knows who Ninja is. Yes. You could walk on the street and you'd be like, oh, you know who Ninja is? Oh, it's the guy with the blue hair. Or that's the gamer guy, right? Yeah. You know, there's so many different creators where, and it's it's mainly because of Fortnite. Fortnite it's blew gaming so far into the mainstream and it's helped all these other games. We're not, don't get me wrong. Like it, Fortnite's not the biggest game in the world. You know, most people don't, for, uh, Minecraft. Oh, I knew that. That's yeah, really, my, I think it's huge. Minecraft's the biggest game in the world. Uh, it's funny, me, I actually never tried Minecraft till last year, even though it's the biggest game in the world. Um, you know, that's the biggest game in the world. And it, it's actually so far ahead, the biggest game in the world. It's actually kind of crazy. But yeah. yeah, it's like, if you look at the amount of watch time hours that has, like on, on YouTube and stuff, it's like, I think it had like, uh, it was like 200 billion hours of watch time last year. And then like the only close ones to that were like second place was um, Arena Free Fire, which I believe is a mobile game. It's really popular overseas. And then you have Roblox, Fortnite, and GTA were the top five. Really? Yeah. That was like the top five most watched games. I've never and played Minecraft ever. Ever? Yeah. Never, I, never I, I, my first time trying it was last year. And uh, I just wanted to try it out. You know, I saw, I knew that it was the most popular game in the world. Uh, I, I do believe Roblox is going to be up there very soon. Yeah. Uh, because I think the statistic for that was like, of seven to 12 year olds that have internet access, like, and their parents allowed them to play, I think it was like 78% of them play Roblox. And what's Roblox? I don't even know it. Roblox is, so it's like a, it's a platform. Like you have to think of it as a platform. Yeah. So, and basically people develop games and it's like, you're a little block character and you can play like different games. Uh, a lot of it's like, imagine if you put mobile games on the PC, like they have like yeah. bubble simulator, they have like a roller coaster tycoon type stuff. They have a wannabe Fortnite. They have a wannabe Call of Duty. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> a wannabe Call of Duty. They have all it's the it's endless opportunities. They're actually going public this year. Really? Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest a lot of money in that. <laughs> I'm gonna put a lot. That's so it's it's not just a singular game. It's like a no, whole it's, it's a, game. It's a platform. It's a literally platform, a platform. Right. Yeah, and like they have. You, I'm telling you, like, you should check it out after we talk. You're going to be like, what is going on? You can is it free play, to download? Or is it yeah, free? yeah, yeah. You can, you can get the Roblox. So you get the Roblox launcher, and okay. then you go on the Roblox website, and then you go through all the different games. Um, some of them are paid, but, like, okay. the paid ones are, like, insanely, because like, the developers, like, put a lot of effort into them. Um, like, there was this one where I thought it, was, it felt like a 3D game. Really? Like, it was, like, an escape from, like, a, like an asylum. And I was like, this is like a $3 game? No way. It felt like a $60 game. 
And that platform, like as long as you, you, you can literally apply to be a developer and you can just develop. Really? It's, it's sick. Like, and though like Minecraft, the same thing, like there's endless possibilities. They're mod for it. Like they mod that game. You can do a million different things. Texture packs make it look different. It's like Fortnite's going in that direction. Yeah. Like creative is no longer just let's hop into the playground and play against each other. They have escape rooms, death runs, different game modes. Uh, they have storylines that they build now. Like I played one, one like uh, creative where it was like an adventure game. Like you did this, you collected an item, which then unlocked an area. You, you had to like follow clues to go to the next thing. And you had to eliminate a boss. You had to get his weapon to do this and that. I was like, I spent 40 minutes on it. And I was like, this is sick. And that's the direction that I believe Fortnite's going in. Because the casual player in the next year is not going to be playing the Battle Royale. It's going to be so... Because players have gotten so good at that game. And they're... It's just... The average person is doing what the Fortnite World Cup champion was doing two years ago. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing. Like the average player is as good as they were during the World Cup. And that's just like the skill, the skill level, the ceiling and the floor have just gone insanely. Like the floor is literally like at the peak of last year's skill level. And it's just like, you know, it's 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 crazy. I do. And the only people I can kill are the bots they put in there. It, it's nuts. <laughs> it, it's nuts. It's and I think about it all the time, and I'm just like, man, like. Now, when I play the game, it's like, I have to try my hardest to, to like play. And it's like, well, man, the thing that Fortnite that I always felt was interesting. Um, I remember when my dad brought up Ninja to me, I, a couple of years ago, I had no idea who the guy was. And he was like, yeah, there's this guy Ninja. He's making like a million dollars a month gaming. I was like, really? I knew professional gaming was a thing, but I didn't know really the industry all that much. And now as I'm, I'm playing it myself and I see how many hours people put in, how many, you know, you know, you see guys like, you know, Trevor May, who's pitcher for the Mets yep. now, he's a big mm-hmm. streamer. You see all the hours and all the work. You guys are teammates, right? In the twins? Yes. So you see all the work and all that stuff they, they put into these things. This is, this is now on par. It probably already was, but now that it's mainstream, more people know about it. It's on par with trying to become a professional baseball player. Like you have to put in hours upon hours upon hours of work to get to this level. So I remember they did the numbers on it and like based on like the pool of players that are in like little league mm-hmm. compared to players that compete in online gaming, you have a much lower percent chance of becoming an actual professional gamer than becoming a pro player in MLB. Really? But it's also, you got to remember this, man. Think of how large a roster is on the MLB. Yes. Right. And the Fortnite professional roster for our, like my organization, like I'm signed as a content creator. I'm not yeah. on the professional side of it, but our professional roster for Fortnite is Slacks, Zunis, Keys, Joji. That's it. We have four guys on the professional roster. Wow. Yeah. Because you, I mean, because you think about Major League Baseball, the whole thing with Major League Baseball, I mean, when you're when you're a player, I think there in total there's been maybe twenty thousand Major League Baseball players in the history of the world, mm-hmm. and then 
they all talk about like your odds. You know, when you get to the level, yeah. everyone, so everyone wants to talk about how the odds, like you, there's, you know, it's like 10 times the amount of brain searches in the world as there is major league baseball players. Like I remember the stat when we were going in, I've mentioned on the podcast before the stat is always um, less than 1% of, uh, of college athletes get drafted. And then 1% of that 1% make it to the big leagues. And it's like, you're, you're talking about a minuscule amount of, of people that ever step foot on a major league baseball field as a player. Yep. And to think that there is something out there that you have even less of a chance to be a, a pro of if this particular thing, it's, it's insanity. A lot of it's the ease of access, like the barriers to entry there. There's literally like outside of, yes, you need, you need a high end PC realistically. If you want to play at a high level, right. You yep. can get there. So it's really fascinating is there was a tournament two years ago, uh, which was the winter Royale for Fortnite, where somebody made, made, made it to the highest level on a regular Xbox on a regular Xbox competing against 240 Hertz monitor PCs. They played on a, on a 60 Hertz monitor and an Xbox and they made it there. You know, okay, like so, that. so for the, for the people that are listening, is it not, we got, you talked to a lot of baseball people here, a lot of yeah. games, but a lot of baseball people explain that. Let's go a little more in depth about okay. what, what that difference is. Okay. So your refresh rate is how fast the screen refreshes, right? And you have a, on a TV, for example, the, and like a console, the highest refresh rate you can get is 60 FPS, right? You get four times that FPS on a high-end PC, as well as your processor, which is a CPU, is significantly stronger than when you have an Xbox. So you're, it's literally like saying that you're going to play with a wiffle ball bat in the MLB. <laughs> like realistically. And this guy got to the big leagues with a wiffle ball bat. Yeah, this guy got to the big leagues with a football bat, realistically, <laughs> you know? And the chances of that are very minuscule, but you also got to remember like, so in something like Fortnite, there, there is RNG. RNG is, it's a random number generator. So there is somewhat of like a luck situation, right? Like if I land with you and we land in the same location and I end up getting a shotgun and yeah. you end up getting a pistol, there's a much higher chance of me eliminating you and you eliminating me. Of course. And, um, you know, sometimes the luck goes in your favor, but just to get to that level, like a lot of people always say, oh, you need, you need a lot of luck. The skill and the ability to limit the, luck's, the luck factor playing against you is really what separates a lot of these players. Because skill level-wise, I'll be honest, there are a lot of players that are at that top skill level, but it's the IQ and it's the understanding and it's the limiting certain factors working against you. Like, Certain players understand how to rotate in a game and how the map works and how, you know, I'm going to get to this circle before everybody else, or I'm going to wait because if I get there first, everybody's going to try to get me now. And it's like, uh, it's, it's the hours that they put in. And the fascinating thing is most of them are teenagers, like yes. they're teenagers. And the one thing that I always give so much respect to the professional players in Fortnite is when I was 14, 15 years old, my mom had to force me to go to practice, you know, get up, you have practice at six, yep. you know, get your cleats, you know, yep. get your bag. Like I, I played like every single sport growing up. And I remember like, you know, she's like, well, you know, it's a pitching day for you. You know, you go, we got a towel drill today and stuff like that. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm like, I just want to play the game. Right. Like, I'm sure, you know, the feeling when we were growing up at 14 years old to have the mindset to every day for 12 hours a day, grind your craft, get better at it. I give so much respect to these kids. Like oh, for sure. so many of these pros, you know, obviously on a social level, some of them are super immature. 
They say some of the stupidest things in the world, mm -hmm. but to have the professionalism to know I have to get up today for four hours. I have to work on my mechanics to make sure that I don't fall back on a mechanical level because a lot of it is, you know, how fast can you move your mouse to a certain place? Clicking the, you know, clicking the right places, your hand speed and stuff like that, your fingers, how fast are they to reacting to certain situations? They do that for two to four hours a day. Then the next eight hours, they're practicing in game for every single situation possible. Like 14 years old, I'm sorry, I played Xbox and if I had a bad day, I'm getting off. You know, I'm not winning like four games in a row, I'm done. Screw yeah. this, I don't wanna play. They could have a terrible day, they're still working their asses off. And like, that's how you get to that, that 1%. And that's why these teams, like when you're talking about like the tier one teams, there's a small level of tier one teams. Like there's maybe probably five to 10, maybe 12 teams in the tier one level. And they hold maybe four to six people on their roster. Like there's realistically a hundred to 120 actual professional Fortnite players that are signed with a professional contract. I mean, that is such a small number into how many people at least even even a small number to how many people you just see on tiktok playing oh it's it is not not alone not you know let alone all the people in the world that play this game that is a minuscule number no wonder it's 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 you have less of a chance of doing this than you have in, you know playing in the big leagues it this was several hundred thousand so there's something called fncs it's a fortnite championship series mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember the exact number. It was a few hundred thousand. I want to say 300,000 people played in it uh, last season. And, you know, 100 people make it to the finals, make money. Yeah, you got to think about that. Like it's, but that's, that's the whole thing of like your chances of people are always like, you know, you can make so crazy money being a professional player. You can, like the prize pools are, there's a $20 million prize pool this season. Yeah. But it's like, you got to be in that top 100 to you know to make money and you have you're competing against 300,000 people it's you know it's it's nuts like that's why a lot of people go the content creation route like I go the, I don't want to spend 12 hours a day trying to be a god tier player I'd rather make content around it because for me it's more of a fascinating con like I love making content I love you know you can tell from my skits like I love to put in that type of work into that craft like for me and that's how these guys like ninja and I'll do it like they make content Guys like Nick Merckx, a lot of these huge content creators, they make content. Nick Merckx is hilarious. I love, I love Nick. Nick's awesome. A lot of those guys are, they're, it's just they offer something, you know. Like, you gotta, you gotta be different. When they make content, it's different. It's not the same as like if you and me were to just hop on and record. Like I'm get, I'm trying to get to that level, but if we just hop on and record, it's not the same as you know where Nick is like get pasa, you know, and he's like <laughs> messing around and be like, you know, he has that whole like family feel. And uh, when Ninja was on the rise, he was uh, definitely not the family-friendly guy he is now, but he was very, he was very, his reactions, the way he would explain things and talk about it was very you know, entertaining. It's all yes. about being entertaining for them. Isn't, um, I see a lot of, so I, I, my TikTok, you know, they, they tailor your, your For You page. My TikTok is, I, for the Fortnite, it's a lot of you and it's a lot of Cypher. Yep. Uh, and they, that guy explains things He's just, I send things to my brother all the time. And I'd be like, we're just never going to be on this level. Like, I remember he did, showed one that I always look at that it's, um, he, he sees a guy in a basement. He expects him in the basement. So he blocks it off. He goes into edit mode to see where the guy is down there, yeah. which I just learned how to do. So he sees that. And then he goes, I'm going to, you know, 
you know, edit down wall immediately. He's going to shoot me at the pump, break it, break it. And then his pump, boom, dead. Yeah. My, like, listen, that is, that is so, so much strategy there. I don't even know strategy is a word, but there's so much strategy there. It's, it is such a different world now. You're like, you're talking, like you say, it's, 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 it's fascinating to me because you're talking almost like baseball stuff to me now. Now it's like, this is at this level of what pitches to throw at certain yeah, spots. Where exactly. you, you're messing with people in the at-bats and things like that. And these guys are doing this at Fortnite and it's just so far advanced. Um, it's, I, I, I could sit on my bed and watch TikTok and Fortnite for hours to watch people be able to just absolutely destroy me in games. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the way you say it. Like it's pure strategy. Like you have an O2 count on the guy, you know, you'll throw some high heat on him because you just, you, you know, he's in a desperate situation. You want to get him to swing yeah. or you'll throw one in the dirt just to get him to swing. You know, like that's, it's all strategy, but it's cause you've been in that situation before. Constantly. You know? Exactly. You've constantly been. And that's the whole thing of when you put hours into it, you know, this person's going to react this way, yes. you know? And that's the whole hours and hours. Like Cypher's pure educational content. Like one he's of my, at. he's good at it. And yeah. that's, that's, that's his brand. His brand is the educational content. Like one of my buddies, like his content is straight Mythbusters. Like people will always I be that. like, I, I love it as well. Like I, it was one of the things like I put him on TikTok and I said, you know, like you bring something to the table, do this and keep doing it. Eventually people, enough people see it and they go, I want to see more of this because this is interesting to me. It's like, did you know that if you, you know, uh, if you're, if you're still using a jetpack while you're using the invisibility people, you could still use it and people can't see you. And it's like, you didn't know that unless you tried it. And it's like, nobody really thinks to try that stuff. Yes. Me and my brother, me and my brother constantly uh, battled on whether or not it was faster to break a llama or if it was faster to open uh, a llama, open the llama. And he did admit that I found him through you. Um, and he did, he, he did it. And I think it's the same speed. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it's pretty or, close, pretty close. Yeah. And uh, I, then, then now I watch them all the time because I love the Mythbusters because there's so many things in Fortnite that you're just, you think you're doing it the right way. And then you're like, well, maybe I'm you not. Do doing better, it you way. could do it better this way. Yeah. Yes. And it's, that's the one thing that like, there's so, and there's, you got to think about this. You have that just for Fortnite. Now you can do that for every single game. And there's somebody always filling those roles, you know? And then there's people that they just make entertainment with it. Like one of my buddies, uh, Techie right now, he's doing a lot of these YouTube videos with his girlfriend and it's just entertaining to watch. Like, it's just, you watch the storyline of it and you're like, whoa, like this is actually cool. And all of a sudden you watch six minutes of a video and you're like, wow, this is really cool. I can't wait for the next one. And it's, you can do anything with these games, you know, you can then, you can just play with your friends, like a certain like challenge. Me and my buddy just did a challenge yesterday, which is going to go up on YouTube, I think tomorrow where I was, I was the hunter and he, he was the hunted. And basically like my whole, the whole challenge for the game was for me to go try to find and eliminate him. And he had to hide from me until the top five situation. And then he can come kill me. And then we, and then we switch roles and it was, it was so fascinating how like, you know, like, I'm like, okay, how am I going to find him? I know he's wearing this skin. Let me try to find a bounty to try to get the bounty on him, but I got a bounty on somebody else. So now I got to go eliminate that guy so I can get another bounty and try to get it on him. And it was like, it was fun to do those little things. And then from a viewer standpoint, it's like, does he get him? I want to yeah. see if he gets him. And you can do like little fun things like that. And it's just like, 
the world is like, it's, it's just limitless with that type of stuff. You can make constant content and you have access to it 24 seven. That's, that's the big thing that like people always like forget when it comes to baseball, you know, is at, at a professional level, you're playing at seven o'clock on Monday. Mm-hmm. And as a pitcher, you're not pitching every single day. You know, it's not, we're not back in the old days where they're pitching every day. Yeah. You know, like you're, you, you have four days of rest, five days of rest, however many days you're off until you're back in the rotation. When it comes to this, they're playing every single day, you know, at a constant level and constantly as a content creator, you constantly have to make content as the professionals, they're playing scrimmages every single day. Like yeah. they scrim nonstop. They have tournaments. It used to be every single week. Now it's like every single other week. And then when they have the championship series, it's every week. And it's just like, they're constantly working on their craft. And it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, it's hitting college levels now. It's hitting high school levels now. Like my high school started an esports team. So many Long Island uh, high schools have esports teams, colleges. I think I don't remember if it was Kansas or Kentucky has a whole building that's an esports center now. And really? it's in, dude, it's nuts. Like I'll, I can send it to you on Twitter. You're going to be like, what the heck? Like they literally have rows and rows and rows of tables, two monitors, a high end gaming PC, and like gaming mouse and keyboard. And I was like, damn, yeah, you know, like that's sick. Well, and the, people are getting scholarships for it. There's people I, getting scholarships. There was, wasn't it a school like in Indiana or something that started off the first one, like started, they started giving scholarships to, for gaming, for gaming or whatever it was. I, I probably, I just, it, it, it got so big so fast where it's it like one per, one, one school did it. And then other schools like, I right, we're in, we're in, we're in. And yeah. people are funding it. Thing is they're, they're getting funding for it because there's a lot of, a lot of the hot, like the, the really top level gaming people are really like, they're giving back to it. Like a lot of them, obviously it's all tax write-offs, but um, you know, they're giving, they're giving back, like they're funding it. And then you have a lot of high end venture capital is getting into the space. Like the, you have Drake invested in hundred thieves. Shaq is invested in NRG. Um, we have uh, Richard Sherman and um, Darius Slay uh, in our organization. Oh, Trevor Mays in our organization. What am I talking about? Who's it really? Yeah, Trevor Mays in Luminosity Gaming. I completely forgot about that. Oh, hopefully he's not bad. Hopefully he's not bad at me if you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's in he's in Luminosity. And it's just like there's so much like outside money now coming into it where like it, it reached it like the esports scene and gaming reached a billion dollar as an industry oh. last year. And it's only gonna go up. Yeah, like this is this. this this is realistically a trillion dollar industry. And it's just like, you got some time to get there. And it's, but I think by the time we're, you know, like parents and grandparents, like it's going to be so far advanced. It, they're building the one, the thing to me, that's like mind blowing. They're building esports arenas for professional organization for professional leagues in major cities, like actual arenas. Like it's, it's nuts. So we're going to be at the point where I can hop on a train on a Monday and I can go and watch a professional team play in person. And then I can go to the Knicks game. Yes. Street. Well, like, don't, they do, don't they do it in Brooklyn? So Barclays Center has it. Yeah. But they're, oh, they have an actual esports arena they're building for yeah, the New York Subliners. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it, it's crazy. I think, I believe, so the, so the Nets, in there, they have they have the 2K League, they have the like the Brooklyn Nets affiliate there, 
And then they have, um, over, is it, I don't know if it's Overwatch. I think it's Overwatch. Okay. The Overwatch League has a team that plays in the Barclays Center. But they're also like in, in the city. I don't know how far from Penn Station. They're having another stadium being built specifically for, I believe, the Call of Duty League. Vegas, they already built a insane esports arena. I believe it's like a, it was like a billion. I don't know. I want to say it's a billion. It might be a billion. It's like half a billion or a billion dollar like arena. It's, you see pictures of this thing, you're going to be like, what is that? <laughs> like, it is huge. And they're doing them in Cali now. They got some going down in Florida. And it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, the thing that, it, and like you mentioned to it earlier in the episode, is that in the, in the gaming world, like, there's a lot of kids that either never get into actual, like, not actual, never get into, like, the physical sports and things like that. And, or if they do, they, they kind of fell, fall off at an early age. But there's not, I don't remember a kid that I grew up with that wasn't playing video games yeah. all the time, like yeah. just constantly playing. And that's, again, that contributes to one, the talent pool and how, how big it is in comparison to a baseball talent pool, a basketball talent pool. Um, and it contributes just how many, how many people are interested in it as far as a, an industry is concerned, how many millions or billions and possibly trillions of dollars that will end up here because of how much interest there is surrounding the sport. And surrounding things. And now on top of it, like you said, as far as a skill level, you know, when I was, when I pitch, like I usually, you know, depending on what I'm doing that particular day, I have to take a day or two, maybe more off from doing that. I'm curious, what is the physical toll that you've seen on, on your body? Is there any is, I mean, I know when I, I, I streamed once for Barstool. And uh, I remember never wanting to do it again because the <laughs> ring light and my eyes would kill for like two hours. Yeah. What's the way? Is there a physical toll? Is there something that would hold you back and take you a day off? So it really, it really matters like what you're doing. Like, I'll be honest, when we would have to compete in certain things, because like even as a content creator, you know, you still compete in certain things, you get invited to tournaments. I hate the competition aspect in terms of just like, what it does to you mentally because it is it is tough mentally you know like you have to channel your nerves you're you know like when i'm making content my whole focus is on i want to be entertaining i want to have a good time if i get eliminated in the game it happens next yeah. game when you're competing it's just you're you're zoned in you're in a different mood oh, yeah. and it, and it's like when you're your your adrenaline is pumping you know like you get the same feeling of you know when you're playing a sport like i remember when i was you know like you're playing like high school sports and like when it was just like, once you're in the game, it's everything else is shut off. All you're thinking about is the game that you're in. And it's the same way when you're competing. But a lot of, a lot of the things that like, I'll be honest, when you're doing it in front of a larger audience, the pressure is more there. And you think about it, you know, you know what it was like, you know, when you're pitching in college compared to when you're in the big leagues, you're in a packed out stadium, yep. you know, I'm sure Boston, you know, that that's a nuts, nuts, nuts place to be. I've been at Fenway multiple times. Yeah. That's a nuts place to play at. And it's like, when you're not doing well, right? It's, it messes with you mentally for the next day, the day after that, that's all you think about. And it's like, when it comes to a competition level, I think it's definitely more tolling. When I'm streaming, I could stream for hours on it. Like my body doesn't feel it after, um, just cause I know my limits. When I first started streaming, I would go insane hours. Like I would do eight, 10, 12 hours. If I had the, if I had the time to do it, I would yeah. do it. Now, you know, like I know my limits. I know to be the most entertaining I can be and the most fun I can be, four to six hours is the most I can do. Because after that, my brain becomes mush. You know, that. after that, your brain just becomes mush. You know, you're sitting there in front of 
hundreds of people that are watching you, chats scrolling by, yep. you're trying to be entertaining, you're trying to read the chat, you're trying to play, also trying to understand like what you're going to do the whole time. And it's like, physically, I definitely don't think it plays a toll on me. I definitely take care of my body. Um, definitely not food wise. I'll be honest, my diet's ass now, but like I'll go to the chiropractor, I get massages. Um, you know, I stretch, I'll work out, I'll go for walks and stuff like that. But like mentally, it's definitely more straining, I think, than physically. But I think the professionals, some of them overdo it. Yeah. Like the guys at the pro level, like they'll play for 16 hours. Jeez. And like, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yes, that's. Your that's body can handle doing that. No. But, no. but they're for, kids. Yeah. I played for three hours yesterday and I couldn't look at a screen for two to calm down. I had like, I got in the shower and sulked. For you need these bad boys. Are those the blue light glasses? Yes. Yes. Oh, game. you sick son I, of a bitch. I, I'll, I'll talk to my sponsor. I'll see if I can get you one. Oh, I would love them. I've heard, I've heard my, my girlfriend actually, cause my girlfriend looks at a phone, looks at screens all day for her job. She is not a professional gamer, but uh, she, you know, does stuff in the medical offices and she just got blue light classes as well. And it's supposed to help you. Most people, and this is a funny thing. My first person that brought it to me is my brother. My brother's a strength coach for the Lakers um, and did a lot of stuff with the Arizona Diamondbacks and all this stuff. So he's, he knows his stuff and he got blue light glasses because he goes, People think that when their neck hurts or this or that hurts, it's because they're looking down or they're doing this. In reality, it's the light. The way you're straining your eyes is straining your body. Yeah. Um, and if you've got these glasses, it's supposed to it's supposed to significantly improve everything. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So that's what you're – so I see you wear glasses on your streams. That's what you're wearing, blue light glasses. Yeah. And, like, I, I'll be completely honest. Like, I definitely neglect it sometimes. I, I'm bad. Once they start hurting is when I put them on. But okay. it's like, you shouldn't even get to that point. You know, you yes. should just wear them so you don't get to that point. But like, I'm one of those people where it's like, once they start hurting is when I throw them on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, but yeah, I'm on that level. Yeah, I think that as long as you're taking care of your body, you really shouldn't feel that strain. But it's like, you gotta, you gotta get used to it at first. Yeah. Like when I did 10 hours, 12 hours, yes, my body would ache. And like, then, I, then you learn how to take care of your body. You learn, yo, I got to go to the chiropractor. You know, like you're sitting at a chair for 10, 12 hours, you know, your body, you, you slouch, you move, you know, you're not sitting in the same position. You got to see the chiropractor. You got to go get massages. You got to take care of your body. Go for a walk. I would take mental breaks all the time. Like I'd be like, hey guys, like, I'm going to go, go for a walk real quick. And I'll go take a 15, 20 minute walk, come back, refresh, then sit down and play more. Listen, you definitely need that. So now the last thing I want to talk to you about, and I know I've, I've, I've been in your DMs all the time. We're texting you, asking to do stuff. We got to do something. I don't know what it is yet that we got, especially you, you know, you're amazing at Fortnite and you do the entertaining, the content stuff. Um, I'll, I get blown up all the time on my own socials about talking about, you know, what the games I play. I mean, my, I have about probably got like 6,000 requests to be my friend on PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> so I do, I, I, listen, I think a lot of my, a lot of the people that follow me and a lot of people that, you know, I'm sure follow you. Um, they love gaming and I, I want to do something with you uh, as far as content and things like that. And we just be able to roll some stuff out there. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I would absolutely love to play. Fortnite. I tell you, I'm always free. You I know you are. When. Like, There's no way you're always free. I, you see you're, you're streaming all the time. You're not always free. You, but the thing is that you can, you can hop in whenever I'm playing, you can just be like, Hey, like, are we playing today? And yeah, I can hop in. Like, I mean, today I'm making a submission at PSA. I, I'm sure you know already that I love cards, but I'm making yes. a submission. At P I, I love cards, but I'm making a submission at PSA today once we finish this. But like, other than that, like, I, the, my routine is I make content, I play the games, 
I make more content. I go try to collect my cards. And that's it. That's literally my life. That's a great. Speaking of cards, you showed me yesterday that there's a card for me on eBay, was it? Here right? we go. Got to hype himself up. <laughs> it's for $460. I thought you were going to come back and be like, yeah, it's 15 bucks. I mean, it's your, it's your out of five rookie draft picks auto. I mean, there's only five of those in the world. You were a first round pick. Like that's not a. It's, yeah, but I played for 15 minutes in the big leagues. It's not like I was there for 10 years. Like, Listen, Anthony Bennett's the biggest bust of all time in the NBA and his one of one rookie prism, I think is right now. I think has like a couple days left on the auction. Is that like $45,000? Well, here's a question, Alan. Does him being the biggest box raises? Yes. Price so down. that's, that's the conversation. A lot of people have this, you know, does being that meme of being the biggest bus have that price tag? You know, it could, you know, there might be that one collector that has that. You, you might be in that conversation. I, might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, the biggest thing is it's like, you don't find like super short prints are hard to find. Like you find a number and it's five out of five too. You know, it's a, it's literally the last out of the five. So it's like, yeah. and I didn't see any of them. So they probably looking like there's none of these online right now. I have the only one. Let me set the market for it. So somebody's setting a market for your your red refractor card. God, maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I'll buy my own card. I got. Like, I, I was about. I was literally very close to buying it. If you like, I hold something of yours. If you want this, <laughs> you're, you're you'll be like sixty years old. And be like, listen, you want your red refractor? I want a couple thousand dollars. At this point. <laughs> Return on investment here would be amazing. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. That's why I, I've been bothering you about it because you know you you keep up with everyone. Yeah, I'm, listen. I can, I, I, I've heard about the card game being immensely popular, not just, just for fun, but for like, the ROI on it. I heard it's insanity. It's, it's crazy. Is growing up as a kid, I was very into sports cards. You know, like yeah, my, so my, my dad got me into sports cards. Anytime, like if I had a travel baseball game and I was pitching, if I won, you know, he would take me and get me five of the dollar packs because packs were like nothing back then. You know, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be like, listen, you win today, I'll get you five packs. When it could, we, you know, I played AAU basketball. He's like, you win today, I'll get you five basketball packs. You know, and it was like a dollar. So to him, it was like nothing. And it was motivation for me knowing, hey, if I win, you know, after we get McDonald's and I get five basketball packs and I get to open a McDonald's, you know? And like, that was, that was a lot of fun. And it's, and now it's like, as I get older and like, I was like, man, like I loved, I love the hobby more than just the investment of the hobby. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm definitely more of a hobby collector, mm -hmm. but there are certain players where, I will get knowing that it's a long-term investment. Like I know that, you know, the Wander Franco, the Jordan Alvarez, the Luis Robert, all these guys, like, you know, they're, they're long-term investments. You know, they could potentially be the next trout, you know, like that's where I told you, I was upset that I sold my Juan Soto's Seriously, you know? like that, that could be the next biggest hitter of all time for all we know, you know? And it's like, all you're doing, like you're buying stock in these players. That's the one thing. That's the way I always tell people now where they're always like, you know, like, why do you, why do you love collecting cars? And I'm like, it's the same thing as buying stock into players you love. Like, like I'm, I'm a Phillies fan. So I have my Reese Hoskins cards, you know, like I have an insane amount of his cards. I have his rookie auto numbered to 10, you know, I have like some insane cards of those players. And it's like, yeah, baseball is the biggest hit or miss sport. Yes. You can be, you can be in the league today. You can be out of the league tomorrow and you could be, me, I know. Yes. <laughs> but you, the thing is, is you could be the, one of the best players in the league today and still out tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's just, the way this, the way that sport works. And there's always the next guy up in a sport like that compared to like a basketball, the best players, you know, who the best players are, you know, like you have five guys on the court, 12 men on a roster. It's much easier to hit 
you know, a Donovan Mitchell, a, like I have Zion Williamson right here. Like, you know, that Zion's the next big star in this guy. Like, yeah. You know, like, you know, who the next big stars are just by their skill level. You know, when it comes to like a pitching, like I love Dustin May, for example, the guy might not even be in the rotation this year. He might not. I mean, he's yeah. on a ridiculous team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he might not be. And you he never know. Not. You have it's no crazy. clue how these, these guys pan out. You have no clue how these guys pan out. I've always been, and I talk about it a lot when I'm on with uh, Barstool on the Section 10 podcast, which is the Red Sox one. Um, we talk about a lot as far as, you know, what do I value, whether or not prospects or big league guys. And I say there, and just like I echo the same, same sentiment you have, is that prospects are so hit or miss. Like, I mean, I'd rather go pay for Mike Trout because, or try, than try to bet on someone becoming the next Mike Trout. It's yeah. one in a million. I, I, no, I agree. Yeah. Even though his his price tag's out of this world. That's why I'm furious that the Red Sox let Mookie Betts go because when are we going to get another Mookie Betts? It's not like he grows on trees. Yeah. It's, I'm the same, I'm the same way. Uh, And it is, it's, it's, uh, don't even get it started on Boston right now because they are just, they annoy the hell out of me. But I mean, in the card world, I mean. Listen, I mean, let's talk about a prospect that the Red Sox have that I was sold on. I brought, I bought a lot of him was Devers. Oh, geez. I'm not surprised about a lot of him. I would have told you to if I was playing. I, I bought a lot of Devers. I was sold on him. You know, I was like, this is the guy. And it's, just, you know, it's, I mean, he, he looked like he was that guy. When he hit that chat, that walk-off home run off Chapman, yeah. I was like, wow, my cards are about to explode. Like, this is the guy, you know, I think it was like an, oh, was it, I think it was an O2 count when he yeah, hit. Something like that. It was yeah. like an O2 count. And, it, and did he go off? It was, yeah. And I was like, there's no way. That one dead center gone. And I'm like, this is the kid, you know, this, this is what it looks like when a star is born. And but yeah, listen, I think you still have a chance with Devers. I think, I think the, the bet uh, the Red Sox are making right now is on Rafael Devers. I think that's why they let Mookie go in the long term. I think that they, they want us, they, they, their next big, big contract, I think they're giving to him. Uh, they're preparing for that. I think that's the guy they want to build there. And that's I how might- it was when, when I was in Boston. That's, that's what, um, that's when I was playing for them. That was the, the, even the thought process then was that when the Rafael Devers came over from the Dominican Republic at like 16 years old to, to play um, instructional league here when, when I was in Boston, it, it was like a huge ordeal that this kid was coming over. Every, every coach, every guy was talking about him. And I think, I think you got a chance with him. I think if you hold on to his card for his career, I think you're going to, you're going to be in a good spot. And he's young. Like I have, I have a couple of Chavis cards, right? Okay. And it's nice like, work. I like him, you know, you, you know, the PD situations, whatever, but it's like, yeah. he's 25 years old. You know what I mean? Like the thing with Devers is he's still a young, he's 21 uh, or something like that. Yeah. Like that's, that's the big thing with like, that's what I love about Luis Robert. Like Robert's like, he's a child. Yep. Like, so is Soto. Yes. Yeah, so is Soto. But it's like, like, I love like a Jordan, but it's like Jordan, he is a little older than those guys, but it's like, he also might even be older than that. Cause we don't know about <laughs> his actual age, but like, you well, know, like know. I, <laughs> you know like he's a like those guys are like they're different you know yeah. like when you look at like a Jordan, like you don't hit like people don't hit like that no when you look at robert people aren't built like that like i never realized how big robert was until like i actually like saw him and i was like wow this guy is a tank and a half <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like i used to think like i used to think trout when i first i remember because he's from our he's he's from your area yeah he is. like he was from jersey i remember like when I was younger and they used to always talk about him because he was a, people loved him since he was like 14 years old. People yeah. were like, this is the guy, this is the guy. And I remember being in high school being like, wow, like 
there's really a kid from Jersey that they're saying is the next like Barry Bonds already. Yeah. And like, I remember the first time I saw him in person, I'm like, wow, that guy, that guy's not a normal human being. Mm-hmm. People don't look like that. No, he's People not don't a normal look human like that. Being. So it's speaking of Mike, I mean, he's not a normal human being. So anyone that may have struck him out in a major league baseball game would be considered not a normal <laughs> human being as well. I'm not going to rattle off names that may have done that, but I think people understand what I'm getting at with there. Um, but listen, Alan, I couldn't be happier that you came on the show. It's been a um, pleasure. This is this is absolutely fantastic. We're, you're definitely coming back on. I'm going to bring you on. We're going to do some Fortnite content because I absolutely adore Fortnite. I'm already in a group chat today. We're talking, trying to set up a time to play our playground game. Uh, so we got to do that. I I'm, I love to hear how into baseball you are. That's fantastic. Oh, I uh, love. I'm I'm huge into sports in general. Like that's great. Man. So listen, we we got a lot to do. We got a lot to to cover. We're going to have some fun over the next couple of years, creating some content and having some fun. Uh, so again, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and uh, I look forward to doing it again, man. I love it, brother. It's been a pleasure, man. All right, man. Well, that's guys. I appreciate you listening to episode 56 here. Sorry, we're closed. Um, please tune in again. Obviously drops every Monday and Thursday at 5 a.m. And until next time, guys, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry, We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.